of the Lord this morning. Can you bless him? Amen. You may be seated in the house of God, brothers and sisters. We love you so much. We're glad that you're here today. How many are happy to be alive in the presence of the Lord? How many know that God has great plans for your life? Amen. you got to be faithful to them. I want to do something right now before I introduce our guest speaker. He's an evangelist to Central America, and God uh, brought him here to live in Chicago with us for the next year to help prepare for a grand, big tent-style evangelistic outreach to reach thousands, fill in stadiums, fill in a convention centers. How many would like to see that vision come to pass? Amen. So this brother's serious. Would you put up his picture just in the background as I begin to talk about him for a little bit? He has filled up stadiums in Central and South America and around the world, and God told him to move here to do it here. How many want to see that happen here? Amen. So this is what we got to do. We got to get behind it and to support him. He has not asked for a dollar. He has not uh, come to me with a handout. He has come with a hand up to do something great for God. But I felt led out of our mission budget for the next one they have going on in Honduras. They're going to be in five different cities for the mission budget to give $2,500 and then for us to match it another $2,500 out of our free real love offering. So whatever you've given towards the missions, thank you. Today it will go towards him. But then if you want to give extra, my wife and I are going to give $250. If we get 10 people to do that, we'll match that $2,500. Amen. Come on, so I'd like to sow $5,000 into the next great outreach that he does in Honduras, believing God for our missions here and for what God's going to do in Chicago. So quickly, just turn with me to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, and you don't need to give it in the bucket. We do have um, boxes in the back. You can drop it off or give it online, and like I said, you can just designate it towards missions, and you can put his name Wayman in there or just put in Honduras or missions, and we'll make sure that we get it. But I want to show this to you quickly, 2 Corinthians in chapter 7, verse 8, and, and why I am such a firm believer in giving to missionaries and supporting what God is doing. The reason why is because Jesus was a missionary to us. How many believe Jesus was on a mission to save us? He left heaven and he came to earth. And when he did that, he did that expecting that something good would come out of it. And so, brothers and sisters, we don't give to get, but when you give, you better believe that you can receive. And many of us here today, we're being challenged by the recession. We're being challenged by the various economic downturns and the things that are going on. And I want to tell you where to invest, where you never have to wonder about where the money went or if the bank's going to go belly up like in, out there in Silicon Valley. I'm going to show you where to invest, and it's called the kingdom of God. Amen. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8, it says, I am not commanding you. Somebody say, this is not a command. See, I am not commanding you to give in this offering. So don't let anyone say that Joe made us give to this brother's uh, ministry. It was, was it free when you came in here? Was it free? It, it wasn't free when you went to the concert last night, was it? <laughs> Come on, baby. It was free when you came in here, though, right? Will it be free next week? I said, will it be free next week? Will it be free for all your friends? Yeah, the, is the Bulls game free? It still ain't free, but they talk about the preachers having all the money, right? But anyways, I'm not commanding you. I'm just giving you a chance to give because I believe in this ministry. That's it. So if you're like me, 
I like to invest. I like to find good stocks to invest in. I got in Tesla and it was only worth a few hundred dollars. I almost tripping my money. Are you all listening to me? And I'm not giving you all stock advice here because once I do that, then, then I will all get in trouble, okay? But I'm not doing it. But I'm just saying, man, when I heard about Tesla, I was like, okay, I won't put my money on that. Dude. I wish I would have kept my money on Tesla. Do you know how much right now my money would have been right now if I would have kept my money? Not double, not triple, almost 20 times. Almost 20 times the amount. I'm telling you, it, it is it just going up, up. And, you know, of course, it's gone through the recession with everybody else or whatever we got going on here. But listen to me, brothers and sisters. When I heard about it, I was glad I invested in it. I was glad I, somebody say he was happy. Come on, how many, how many need some money in the real world today? I'm not sending just pixie dust your way. I'm giving you something to think about. Are you listening to me? That blesses you. Now hear me. I'm not commanding you. This is not a command. This brother will go do the mission work with or without Metro Praise behind him. I will be a blessed pastor with or without you coming next week because we're not here to get, get along with the easily offended. The easily offended just need to go somewhere else. I can't hear an amen to that. What I'm here to do is just teach you what the Word said. Paul said, I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. Paul said, I want to compare it to others, and this is what I know. Any church that has ever been in revival, any church that has ever touched the city, any church that has done anything great in the world from Argentina to, uh, to South Korea, uh, in Seoul, Korea, to any place you can imagine, they have always been givers. Do you know that the United States of America is still the most giving country to missions in the world? Do you know that we raised up so many missionaries here, and we need to compare it to that as it was in the past? And here's a stat, and I don't know, most people don't believe it, but you can look it up. I got it from Rick Warren, and that is that people gave more as a whole to the churches during the Great Depression than they do right now. People trusted God in America more during the Great Depression than they trust God right now. We give so much to, to dog, we give more to dog food than we do to Honduras getting saved. And we wonder why we're cursed because it's not in God we trust, it's in money we trust, and money will let you down every time. So I just, as your pastor, want you to com be compared to the other churches and the other ones that have been doing the right things for many years. we got to be a generous church. And it says, for you know the grace, now notice this, and please highlight it because this is where it gets real for me. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was what? rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty you might stay poor, and but, but be spiritual, and go to your landlord and say, I'll pray for you. How many know he ain't just going to take your prayers? How many of you go to the bank today, I'll pray for you. How many are going to say, you better pay up or I'm going to kick you out? Are you listening? He became poor that we might become now, I may not have everything in agreement with Joe Lowstein, but I believe in one thing, that the gospel brings prosperity. I don't agree that everything will be prosperity. I don't agree we're all going to be millionaires. I wish we all were. But I will tell you this. I agree that the gospel prospers us to have more than enough. And you'll never hear me preach like this, even for our own building funds. You know when you hear me preach like this? Everybody look at your calendar and look at last time I preached like this. Look at your calendar say, what was the last time pastor preached like this? Mm, uh, uh, let me think. Oh, there was a missionary in town. See, I got nods here. I got nods here. Some of y'all haven't been coming around the church long enough, so you ain't never heard me preach like this. I'm preaching like this to you because I know he's going to Honduras. When is the date? He's going Thursday. 
And he has a need that the Lord has told him not even to make public on his Facebook and on his Instagram. He said that the Lord told him only to ask for it in prayer. And when he made that as a prayer request to me, it didn't stay as a prayer request. It became a check that I started writing. I said, you got to come to the church. But he's probably already a little upset with me on that because he wants a miracle. He wants a check to show up that nobody even knows about. But I had to do something about it. Are you listening? I said, are you listening? Because I couldn't hear my brother, and please put back up that picture. I couldn't hear my brother uh, tell me that he's going to fill stadiums in Honduras. And you know Honduras needs Jesus right now. How many know that? I mean, the instability, the coming and going of the the government in these places in Central and South America, man, they travel all the way up to America just to be denied the entrance rate. That's how desperate they are. Are you guys listening to me, brothers and sisters? I'm not here to ask you to help him get another Lamborghini. I'm asking you to have a heart for missions. And so my family and I are putting out an extra $250 on top of the mission fund. If 10 people did that, we knock it out. Boom, we're going to give $5,000 towards that outreach. Because here's the deal, and I almost with tears in my eyes. If I want to see this harvest here in Chicago, I've got to sow into where it's already happening. If I want to see, come on, if you want to see those as customers in your business, you need to sow into the kingdom of God. A stingy person will never be blessed generously in the kingdom of God. God is looking for generous people that he can entrust his wealth to so that the nations might be saved. I want it to go to me so it can go through me. I want what I sow into him and out of the church fund to come back a hundredfold. Are you listening? I want to see us have five gospel trucks. I want to see every park in Chicago filled like that on a Saturday in Jesus' name. But I've got to put my money where my mouth is, so I'm cutting a check from the church budget, and I'm cutting a check from my budget. And by the time he's preaching, if you don't like it, you'll get your money back that you paid for this service. (laughs) Amen. If he doesn't inspire you to want to support him, I'll give you back your money they collected at the door. There's no money being collected here at the door. Amen. Father, I lift up to you Honduras. I lift up to you this nation, God, as if it was Chicago right now. And I pray for every dollar and cent that you put in this man of God's heart to go there and give away and to serve in five major cities. I pray for every dollar to come in, Father. I pray, God, for you to use the people there, those here, and everybody in between to get a word to sow into this ministry. And Father God, as we do, as we partner with you, I pray for a harvest in our lives. I pray for businesses to succeed. I pray for houses to be maintained and for new houses to be bought and sold. Lord, I pray for promotions to come, Father God. You said in your word that you were on a mission to make poor people rich so that they could be rich in giving like you did with Abraham. You own the cattle on a thousand hills, Father God. And as I look across this congregation right now, Lord, you know what we can do, and you are telling us right now, even if it's expanding my 250, God, whatever it is, Lord, put it in our heart, because I know I can't outgive you, and what I sow as a seed to meet a need will come back as a harvest, and we pray for that harvest of souls to be amazing and testimonies to come forth, and for us to be able to take honor in what this brother does this upcoming week. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... 
Amen. And let me just say this. We've already asked TJ to get his... Uh, the church is paying for it to get his passport because he'll be going on, Lord willing, the next trip he goes out there. Amen? Paid for by your mission dollars. Your mission dollars are doing that so that he can go out there and do it. But would you put your hands together for the man of God of faith and power for the hour? Evangelist Wayman Dodson. As he's coming up, I want to tell you how I met him. I met him because he came to a Chicago for Jesus outreach on the south side, laid hands on fentanyl addicts and said, be free in Jesus' name. I said, that's my friend. And then from that point on, we've been hanging out, and I'm going to be a good friend with him for the next year, and let's see what God has for us. Give it up for the Lord, bringing this brother here one more time. Preach it. Amen. How are you doing? Good. Amen. Jesus is king. Amen. Every other name is under his name. Every other kingdom is under his kingdom. Amen. Presidents will come and go. Wars will come and go. Kingdoms will come and go. But the kingdom of God will reign forever. Amen. Governments uh, send tanks and militaries to change men's hearts. And women's hearts and other nations to try to get their to change their behavior. But guess what? The only thing that will change a man or a woman is Jesus. Amen. It's the King of Kings. Amen. It is the gospel, the good news. Amen. And man, I was just uh man, I just today I God's just moving. I, I just feel revival in this house. I really feel the Spirit is birthing something powerful in this place. Amen. I, I wouldn't doubt it if, if I left here and I heard of, of an outbreak in this place. Amen. A good outbreak. Amen. Uh, you know, and, and I, just, I just see God doing so much in this place. Amen. The worship, the, the people that are just full, filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with fire, amen. All of you guys are powerful in Jesus Christ, amen. I want to declare over you that you're beautiful, you're smart, you're gifted, you're chosen, you're created in the image of God. Look to your neighbor and say, you're beautiful. Come on, come on, they are, because each one of us are created in Christ. Amen. I just I just I really feel like today is we're going to another level. So look to your neighbor and say you're going to another level. Come on. Declare it to him. Look at him one more time and say you are going to another level. In Jesus name. Amen. Today the the subject or the topic is going to be faith. Amen. Faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. Amen. Some of you are facing great mountains right now. But by faith, in faith, through faith, you can move these mountains. Amen. All things are possible through God. Amen. No matter what you face, it's impossible to man, but it is possible to God. Amen. These are principles and truths in, in the Word of God. Amen? Your license, your identity, uh, your birth certificate is the Word of God. Amen? 
Like, not your license from Illinois. It, it only has limited information about you. But the Word of God is your identity. Amen? The Word of God is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen? And so today, as Joe was encouraging you, he's saying invest in the heavens. I want to encourage you. Jesus said that. He said, so in up above. Amen. And I want to encourage you, not just because I would love for you to sow into our, our uh, ministry, but the reality is, is that Wall Street will fail you. Banks are going to fail you. But when you sow into the, the kingdom of God, amen, the Holy Street, amen, when you sow into Jesus, it, you're going to get a, even, you can even get a hundredfold, the Bible says, back guarantee, amen, you can get a hundredfold in your return. So I want to encourage you, it says, you shall get a hundredfold in this life and in the one to come, amen. So man, I don't know about you, but I'm, 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 I'm building up treasure in heaven, amen, because I know this life is but a vapor. How many of you know that? Do you know that you're here one day and gone tomorrow? The Bible says your life is like smoke. It's like a vapor. Have you ever been grilling outside or seen a, a young fella smoking a cigar? I've noticed a lot of uh, uh, greenery smell around in Chicago. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, I, everywhere I go, it seems that, 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 I mean, I went in the post office the other day and I was like, whoa. They had to be back there in the back smoking, for real. And I was just like, wow. But, you know, smoke, you see it one second, and then it's gone. You know people that have went before you, your, your grandmas, your grandpas, your, your aunts, your uncles, that were real, and they were so um, instrumental in your life. But yet, they're gone now. You can't talk to them. Maybe you went to their funeral. Maybe you watched them be buried, but at one point in time, you grabbed them, you held them, you heard their voice. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, you're here but one moment. It's like a flash in a pan. It's like a shooting star across the sky. Do not waste your life. Do not waste your life. See, people invest their lives into stock markets. They invest their lives into pleasure into different things of the world. I want to encourage you, invest everything you have in the kingdom of God, not just your money, your whole life. Everything you have. And I promise you, when you get there, you'll thank me. Because eternity is forever. We're here on this earth but a moment. Your present sufferings, uh, your present sufferings, what? Do you know that scripture? will not outweigh your future glory. The things you're facing right now, the struggles you're in, it's all going to be worth it. I promise you. I, I know times are tough, things get hard, and life can be very, you can go through a lot of things, you can suffer a lot of things, but you know the Bible says all those who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. So I want to encourage you to be armed, be ready for battle. We're going to go from Ephesians uh, chapter 6 today. 
Um, I love the military. I love that, uh, that this is kind of coming from this background, the scripture that Paul wrote. Uh, it's talking about somebody that is armed and ready and dressed for battle. I want to encourage you, you're going to another level, but you better be dressed for battle. You better be ready because the war drums are being heard. I want to tell you that we are in a historic moment, I truly believe, throughout the face of the earth. Amen? I believe that revival is breaking out. Even today, as I looked at my feeds, I saw my friend Nathan Morris. was He did two cities in Nicaragua. I saw another evangelist uh, uh, in the Philippines. They've been doing city after city. I saw another evangelist in Africa. Africa. I saw another one in Indonesia do it like you saw those big pictures. So I want to tell you that multitudes are coming into the kingdom of God. Amen. It's happening all over the planet. You may not see it necessarily right in front of you, but I want to tell you that the kingdom of God is exploding all over the earth. And come Thursday, Friday night, city will come to Jesus. Saturday night, a city will come to Jesus. And then we, we're church preaching and preaching all throughout the week. And then come, come uh, we'll, uh, Sunday, one of the largest churches in the world will be in preaching the gospel. Amen. And, and then we're in a church that's smaller than this church preaching the gospel. Amen. Because size does not matter. But I believe our hearts matter. You know, and, and I believe God watches things like that. And I want to encourage you to keep your heart right before the Lord. Amen. The Bible says to what? Guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. Amen. Come on. I always say that. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I really believe even God's calling uh, Metro praise to another level. Not just to preach from the bus or from the corner, but everywhere you go. Preach in restaurants, Walmarts, buses, planes, trains. I'm talking about getting radical. Releasing worship in airports. Everywhere you go, declaring the goodness of God the way that God leads you. Amen? Like you are always on revival, never off revival. The light is always on from this day forward, never just when you come to Metro Praise. Amen? Like you're always on mission even, even when you're not on the mission field because your life is a mission. Amen? So I, I want to encourage you from this day forward, never go back, but forward. Amen? Some of you, all of you, have great destiny. But some of you, by faith, will go there. It's all going to be by faith. I want to encourage you this morning. Your life is but a vapor. Do not waste your life. It is one of the greatest gifts God has given us. It's a moment. It's a lifetime. Many of you may live long. Many of you may live ten more years. or five. Who knows? But whatever you got, may you give it all the glory to Jesus. Amen? So let us, uh, yeah, man. So everywhere you go, I'm telling you, preach the gospel. It is always the best time to preach the gospel. Every place you go, 
is the right place and it's at the right time to preach the gospel. The gospel is powerful. Do you know that the Bible says that Hebrews declares that the, that the word of God created the world? Think about that. The word of God preached, it creates, it created you. Like you came alive, you became saved by the word of God. Come on. But how will they be saved unless they are sent? And, and how will they hear without a preacher? Come on. You guys are the answer. Christ in you is the answer to the nations. Come on, I'm serious. There are nations in you. There's lame people waiting on you to walk by them and pray for them. There's cities in America that are waiting for you to stand up and preach the gospel. There's, there's leaders in this city. There's people in this city that are waiting on you just to walk by them. I'm serious. Some of them are lame. Some of them are addicted. Some of them are got demons. And, and, and their whole life is going to change when you encounter them. Because you carry the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. All right, Ephesians chapter 6. Okay, it says, finally, finally, look at your neighbor and say, finally. <laughs> Let's read it together. Be strong in the Lord and in, and in the mighty power. And I like King James says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But then uh, this next verse says, put on the full armor of God. Look at your neighbor and say, put it on. Say it like you mean it. Say, put it on. Come on, put on the whole armor of God. Amen? Amen. And uh, so, yeah, so I'll just read it with you guys. Here, we'll do it. Uh, put on the, whole full, the full armor of God so that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes, tricks, uh, wiles, it says, wiles in the King James. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when that evil day comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand... Well, I think we'll go up. Stand firm. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted or shod or with your shoes of the gospel tied up with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Uh, do you got your shoes on this morning? Come on now. Do you know in the military, one of the first things they teach you is to take care of your feet? Do you know why that is? Because if your feet go bad and get blisters and start cracking because they've been wet and mildewy and you don't keep your feet right, your whole body shuts down. You can't move. So if you are not in the gospel, if you're not eating that bread, I'm talking about that hot bread, not that old bread. I'm telling you, you won't make it. Your feet shot with the readiness. It comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all, th all of this, take up the shield of faith 
where which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this be in mind, be alert, always keep praying for all the Lord's people. And then Paul says, pray for me that utterance may be given or something like that. Amen. Pray for me that utterance may be given. That's, I pray that a lot myself. Um, today I want you to focus on uh, uh, 616. In my Bible, uh, and yours as well, I guess, uh, it says, above all. Above all, in all situations it means. On every account, it says, take up the shield of faith. Amen? So look to your neighbor and say, take the shield of faith. Guys, I want to tell you right now, the shield of faith, you need to raise it up right now. This word for shield, it actually can break down into another from another root word, and it means door, in the shape of a door, or a porta in Spanish, right? So faith is a door, and who is the door? The door is Jesus Christ, amen? Listen, by faith, you can conquer kingdoms, the Bible says. By faith, women have raised the dead, the Bible says, amen? I want to encourage you in this hour, the Bible says to walk by what? Faith, and not by? So we walk by? And not by, amen. So tonight, today, from this day forward, we don't walk by what we see. Because we see all kind of things. And the enemy is always trying to make these things look horrible. But the reality is, we walk by the word of God. We walk by the word of God. That is our news. It is our good news, amen. That's where we get our direction from. The Word of God is what? A light unto our feet, and or a lamp unto our feet, and a light unto our path. Amen? So, yeah, so the Bible tells us to hold up, take the shield of faith. Because you can have the helmet on, the, the righteous plate uh, on your chest, the belt of truth, your shoes shod with the gospel, the sword of the Spirit. But if you do not have this shield, when you come under attack... Man, this shield is so powerful. It is so powerful because it's going to take you into your next season. It's going to take you into the next moment of your life when you face tragedy, when you face the struggle, when you face offenses from others that are closest to you. Because sometimes, and I'm not speaking death, but some of the closest people to you in your life will, will speak things. And if you're not careful, or, or you'll have to go through things, if you're not careful, you can get offended. And I'm telling you, if you don't take this shield of faith up and say, in Christ I can do all things. Amen? In Christ I can make it through every moment, every situation. All things are possible uh, by through Christ, Amen. All things are possible to those who have what faith or Christ, Amen. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, Amen. And I just want to encourage you in this hour to pick up this shield of faith. You know, faith is what it's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen, right? 
Faith is substance of things hoped for. It's evidence of things not seen. Amen? Amen. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. Amen. And we walk by faith and not by sight. And faith comes what? By hearing what? Come on. Y'all are so smart. Y'all are so gifted in the word. Y'all are armed up. You got that sword. It's sharp. It's alive. And you're ready for battle. Well, battle is here and it's coming and it's probably going to intensify. The pressure's that are, are going to intensify as we march on into whatever the end days look like or the, the end times look like. But I know this, God is calling us to become brighter. He's calling us to shine like we've never shined before. He's calling us to be militant, they would say, in the world. He's calling us to be on fire all the time, every day, every day of our life. Amen? That's what he's calling us to. He's calling for that altar to stay burning like it says in the, the, old, the Old Testament that the altar would burn day and night. But he's also calling that altar of our heart to burn, to lay down every lover, to lay down every doubt, to lay down everything that would take his place. And today I want to challenge you. Will you raise up that shield of faith? Will you lay down everything that hinders the fire of God? For years, that for me, that was chewing tobacco. I'm from the South. I don't know if y'all know anything about the South. But it's kind of like a part of our culture to have this nasty stuff in our mouth and to be spitting. And I, I hid it. I hid it from everybody for years. And, uh, but every day that I would go and try to buy it, uh, because I'm an evangelist, everywhere I go, I just want to tell people about Jesus. And I would go to this gas station and I would feel such conviction because I couldn't tell this woman about Jesus because here I am buying chewing tobacco, right? And it may not be a big thing to you, or maybe it is, but it was a dramatic thing in my life because that was one of the things I kind of held on to for a couple of years after getting saved. And then Jesus cut that thing out of me. And it's like I became free like that sister was talking about up here. I, I became free who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. I was free when I got saved. But I'm telling you, there's little things that will try to latch on you, even though you're saved, that will try to hinder you from fully being on fire, from fully being bold, from fully being the light of the world. And Jesus has called you to be the light of the world. Amen? Now, I'm not going to tell everybody that you need to do this, but some years ago I was, I was flying into Norway and I heard a voice, and man, at first I questioned whether it was God, but I said, this voice told me, said, uh, stand up and preach the gospel. Tell them, that, tell them how much I love them. And I was like, God, is, God, is that you? And uh, I was on an airplane, and we had just flown overnight into Norway. And, uh, and I was like, God, we just landed, and I'm sitting here trying to, Almost share the scripture with God to tell him why I shouldn't preach, right? And I was saying, God, you know, like the Bible talks about somewhere in Proverbs where if you say something loud early in the morning, people might get offended. And, uh, and I said, do you really think this is the right time? And, and he said, Wayman, 
he said to me, he said, it's always the, always the right time to talk about me. And, uh, and I said, well, you're right. You're right. So I, here I am. I just start standing up in this big Airbus. And, uh, and then I'm like, God, what if they don't even speak English? You know, like, cause I'm, I'm headed to another, I'm flying. I landed into another country and he just said, just do what I told you. So I just stand up and I just say, Hey, everybody. And, uh, this is literally at six in the morning. People are, are getting up, you know, and, uh, everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. Right. And I, and I surely thought the, the, the air marshal is about to tackle me or something, you know. And, uh, and I said, hey, I just want you to know the good news. The good news is that Jesus loves you. And uh, all the way in the back, I mean up front, I, I was in the back. I hear this woman say, shut the up. Shut the, you know what I mean. But this, I'm just being real, right. And and I and I just kept on preaching, right? And I'm just continuing just declaring the goodness of God on this plane, and it just erupted. People started cheering Jesus. All along, this woman kept screaming, though, right? She kept screaming, doing her thing. And then afterwards, we were able to pray with people afterwards. And I just want to encourage you. Maybe you've heard these voices. You've heard the voice of God. In a gas station or a Walmart or a grocery store or in a restaurant. I love doing restaurants, man. I love blasting restaurants. I love jumping up and saying, hey, hey, everybody, you are amazing, you know. And I just want to encourage you. You may not do it the way that I do it, but God has designed you to be a radical, to be authentic. And I'm not saying you have to preach in restaurants. I'm saying Whatever God's, how God's called you to shine your light, do it. Some of you, it will be through art. Some of you, it will be through uh, designing things or through the marketplace. Or, or there's a hundred thousand probably different ways. But I just want to give you freedom. I want to encourage you to be who God's called you to be. Because you are needed in this hour to shine brightly however that looks it could be a dad that God's called you to stay home to serve your family to to take help with the kids during this season I don't know Um, but man whatever God calls you to do I want to encourage you to do it but as you do it keep that shield of faith up amen and some of you may be facing mountains right now you know Moses was running from Pharaoh. All the army of Pharaoh are so mad because guess what happened? All the, the, the sons of Egypt, they woke up and the firstborn sons were killed. Israel's children, uh, firstborns, were saved. You want to know why? Because their doorposts were covered by the blood. The blood speaks a better word. Amen. But they were able to, to get away. And as they even left, the enemy was stuffing gold into their pockets. Amen. So some of you are coming out of a struggle. And I want to declare over you that you're coming out better than when you went in. 
Amen. You're going to come out richer. You're going to come out stronger, more wiser than when you went in the struggle. Amen. But I want to declare some of you are facing oceans. You're facing impossible things. That it may be a huge mountain. Amen. But I want to declare to you the way through that thing is by faith. I'm telling you, you might be facing the biggest thing of your life like it happened to me one time. And all I knew to do was to be like Jacob. One night there was a knock on my door. And a policeman knocked on my door. And I knew him and he said, please sit down, Wayman. And I said, just tell me what's going on. I had my 10-month-old little boy with me. And my daughter and son and wife had went to dance. And, uh, you know, I, I knew something was wrong. And anyway, the guy said, hey, um, your, your wife just passed away in a car wreck. And I was like, I, I just, it was like my whole life, it just, it was like when you, when you fast forward or something like uh, a rewind or something on, on a video. And it was like, I saw my whole life in slow motion. And I knew that what was th opening that door was going to change my life before I even opened the door. But when I opened the door, I knew that I had a choice to make in my life. It's like some of you do right now. Every day you have a choice to serve the Lord or not to serve Him. Right now, some of you are facing mountains. And something is lying to you, telling you to give up. Telling you to quit. Telling you it's enough is enough. How long do I got to keep fighting? You know, that voice. That voice that just wants to throw in the towel. And just go feed the flesh and forget about the struggle. But I, that's where I was that night. I heard that voice saying, enough is enough. The struggle is too much. It's too much a cost. This was a lying voice to me. But I knew in that moment that I had to be like Jacob. You know, when Jacob encountered Jesus or God or whoever you think it was, and, 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 uh, and uh, whoo, God help me, uh, Jesus. Bethel, sorry about that. He encountered him in Bethel. And he held on to God. He began to wrestle with God. And he came up off the ground. And it was lifted up off the ground. And, but he would not let go until he got his blessing. And I want to tell you today, brothers and sisters, that you may be facing the greatest struggle of your life. And I want to encourage you, do not let go of God. Hold on to Jesus, no matter what you face. The Bible says this, that you should be built on the rocks. Amen? Because when the storms come, and they are coming, they may be at your doorstep today. Because on those days that they come, the mornings start out like every other morning. It's just like another morning. You have no idea that a violent storm is about to crash into you. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just saying you better be built on the right foundation. Because when those waves come and those winds blow and they beat up against your house, if you are not built on Jesus, you will fall. Because everything else is going down. But Jesus Christ. 
And I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, you have one life. One time, one chance at this thing. You don't get another chance. You don't get to live your life here and then go before God and say, oh, I want, to, I want, to, I want another turn. Nah. You get one life just like everybody else. Life is but a vapor. You have one life to live. I want to encourage you in this hour. If you've got fiery darts coming at you, they're coming to take you out. They're coming to stop stop you from your destiny. But you must grab a hold of Jesus. You must pray. You must seek him. Despite sometimes that's, that's going in a room and shutting the door on everything else in your life. And began to praise him radically. Just say hallelujah. Just begin to exalt him and worship him. No matter what you face until you feel the breakthrough come. One day for me it was seven days. I stayed in a room. I shook my hands so hard. I shook my hands so hard, my elbows hurt for a week. I'm not kidding. I said, Lord, your word declares, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto me. Guys, there will be struggles in life. There will be trials. But Jesus is the way. Jesus is always the way. And you must be built upon the rock. Genesis 15, 1, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, fear not, Abraham, for I am your shield, and I am your exceedingly great reward. Proverbs 30, verse 5 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Today, if you will trust in Jesus, he will become your shield. He will become your protector. He will get you through. Maybe you're facing a disease or you're facing financial hardships today. I want to encourage you that Jesus is the way. Amen? Daniel was challenged by the modern-day courts and, 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 and the regime of his hour. He was challenged to give up, but he didn't give up. You know what happened? He kept serving the Lord, and they threw his butt into a lion's den in a room full of lions. But by faith, the next day when they opened the door, guess who's still alive? Daniel. By faith, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace. The people who tortured them, who threw them in, were burnt up. But not a hair on their head was messed up. Moses took all those people from Israel, and they stood before a great ocean. And here comes Pharaoh and his army, and they got blood on them. They want, the, they want to kill every Israelite they can because they had just lost all their children. But guess what? By faith, Moses went through the Red Sea, it says, as on dry land. And when Egypt tried to follow them, guess what happened? It closed up on them, and it killed their enemies. I want to tell you, going through some stuff today, 
Some of you are going through some things. Your enemies are not going to follow you. But by faith you go through. By faith you will make a way. By faith Jesus will will make a way. And your enemies, the ones that have come at you for seasons, will be destroyed. Amen? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I'm telling you. Look to your neighbor and say, you're going to another level. I want to ask you to stand up today. By faith today, if the Lord has spoke to you, by faith today, if there's a mountain in your life that you feel that, man, you got to overcome, by faith today, if you feel that there's addictions in your life, maybe you struggle with anger, maybe you struggle with depression, maybe you struggle with a uh, hundred different things in your life. And if you want freedom to you, the Bible says who the Son sets free is free indeed. The Bible also says that we're no longer slaves to sin, but that we're slaves to righteousness. Did you know that? Many of us, we stay slaves to those sins, though, those addictions. It could be depression. It could be anxiety. It could be anger. It could be outburst of wrath. It could be not trusting the Lord. It could be walking, not, not being able to walk by faith. But I want to tell you, the Bible says that faith is what pleases God. Hebrews eleven six. I want to encourage you in this hour to hold on to Jesus. Amen? So if you need breakthrough today, if there's anybody in here today that you feel like, man, you've been going through and you need breakthrough, I want to ask you to come. If there's anybody in here today that feels like, man, they need fresh fire, they want to get prayer, they want to burn for the rest of their life, I want to encourage you to come. If you need that altar lit back up on in your heart, that fiery altar of God, you come, come and get prayer today in the name of Jesus. Maybe there's somebody in here today that if you died, you know you would go straight to hell. You've been faking the life. You've not been living for Jesus. You've been living for the pleasures of this world. And you said, today, I want to give my life to Jesus. I fully, I I want to cast down every other lover. I, I want to stop allowing the enemy into my life. I want to stop compromising. I want to stop being fake, and I want to be real for the first time in my life. If that's you today, and you said, man, I want to be saved today. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to recommit my life back to Jesus. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Is there anybody in here? Anybody in here today? Anybody in here? Amen. If you need a breakthrough, I want you to come. Rudy, I already heard a word of the Lord for you today. I heard it the first service. And I've just been, just been holding on to it. But I feel like the Lord, humility comes before honor. And you're about to step into a great season of honor as you continue to go low. You hear me? That's a proverb. Humility. Every time you go low, if you'll walk in a humble spirit, God will exalt you. God will set you up high. Humility, God exalts the humble, the Bible says. So, Father, I pray the grace of the Lord Jesus over this man's life, that he would not fumble, but that he would be strong in this hour. Oh, God, that he would continue to preach the gospel. Oh, God, and Lord, I declare honor over him. 
God, I declare honor over this man of God. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, Father, in Jesus' name. I want to ask the prayer team to come up and help me pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. If you need a miracle today, come by faith. You said, preacher, how do you go out of these nations and preach the gospel? I'm telling you, it's with this shield of faith. It's real. It's real. There's a, there is a reality of faith that, that boggles the mind. It, it, it's, it's a heavenly understanding. I really feel like I saw fishes and loaves being multiplied in this house in the name of Jesus. I felt like that there was going to be miracles breaking out in the coming days that were just going to just blow the mind of people that you know in Jesus' name. Yeah, we just want to put our mind on Jesus right now. Just put our mind on Jesus right now. Just focus on Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost have his way. Mm. Just begin to pray in the Spirit. Say, Lord, take me higher. Oh, Relight the fire in me, God. Relight that fire in me, oh God. Oh, Bashanda Robo Kataye Kataye. Lord, I lift that shield of faith up through this season I'm in. In the name of Jesus. I, I bind every form of doubt in the name of Jesus. Right now in Jesus' name, we declare let your kingdom come in this place and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in our lives, oh God. In the name of Jesus, fire, 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 fire. Is there anybody in here that can sing? I can't sing very well. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus, oh Jesus, come on, sis. Hey, fire. Come on. Every burden, every ground. Yes. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Here is where I lay it down. Every burden, every doubt. This is my surrender and I will make room for you to do whatever you want to do whatever you want and I will make room for you to do whatever you want to do whatever you Do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want. 
Thank you. 